0: Yeah. Just Just All this Fendi and Gucci is goofy. LB Council, you tell them to soon. Rolex, AP, A. Y'all follow, need that, need us, almighty, black dollar, black dollar. Man, we're still trying to figure out and teach people how to close the gap, how to close the wealth gap. And in my opinion, man, diversity and inclusion could possibly have hurt us, right? Because you look at everything now, people are looking for diversity. I, I'm guilty of it now. I'm going to certain places and looking like, yo, they don't have no diversity or something wrong. You know, is that good or bad? You know? Or this place is predominantly black and, and don't have diversity that way. You know, is how does that affect us when it comes to closing the gap?
1: I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. I've had a couple people ask me that. I had a couple interviews, um, local news interviews, ask me, you know, well, you know, what do you think about the diversity inclusion initiatives that companies are doing? And I'm like, right. well, to me, if I see a company got to have a diversity inclusion issue um, um, mandate, and basically tells me you got a problem. Hmm. That's I see. I see it as a red flag that tells me that right. okay, we have an issue, <laughs> right. so we need to create a team and put someone in place, you know, to show that we don't. So for me, I feel like they're just using us as pawns because if you look at it, I was looking at a study. And they say, I would say probably 60, I think I say about 60, 65% of the new diversity, inclusion, um, directors and CEOs at certain companies have been black women. Now, while we look at that, and that's great, because I, I want to see my sister succeed. I think, you know, you know, they like say of course women, black women are the leading number of entrepreneurs, you know, coming into the marketplace. So that's all great. I want to see us better than themselves. But my father always told me this. He said, in life, it's okay to get used, just don't get abused. Hmm. And right. all too often, we're continuing to get used and abused by them mm-hmm. to give uh, give this facade in this front that they're trying to help us. Right. You know, they're trying to you know include us. They're trying to bring us to the table. They're trying to help us close the gap. Right. When in reality, the, there's really never been a greater divide. You know, we talked about it earlier. The the wealth gap in this country has increased over the last hundred years. Right now, we're talking about the median black family has, you know, 17,000 worth right. versus the median white family is, you know, 171,000. So, I mean, that's a great disparity and that's only, that divide is only getting deeper, you know, because they'll say, you know what, we want to bring diversity and inclusion. We want to, but really what you will do, you want to take the best of us right. and pull them over to your side and give them the opportunity. Well, that creates some jealousy in our own community. Because we're looking at each other like, well, why did they get, get chosen? Why did, why did they get the opportunity and I didn't? You know, because, and that creates that, that crab in the barrel mentality that we still suffer from, that goes all the way back to slavery when you have you know, house slave versus field slave, right. light skin versus, versus dark skin. skin. So they keep that divide. So diversity and inclusion, is, I don't see it as going to be a helper in helping us close the wealth gap because you know, just from a company standpoint, mm. if I'm making $100 and you're making $10, but I say, hey, man, we get together, man, we can really take our business to the next level. Right. I mean, we can really do some special things out here in this world. I mean, you know, we can really grow this company. And we do it. Right. We got some diversity and inclusion going on now, right? Right. We grow the company. Now, our production together is more than what we had separate. Right. So now, all of a sudden, you go from making $10 to making $30. Mm-hmm. But I'm going from $100 to making $300. Mm-hmm. Do we close the world gap? Mm-hmm. No. You just help me make more money. Right. Because now all you're doing is bringing your clientele, you're bringing your community over to my company. Right. So now you're working for me. So, yeah, I'm paying you my money so you're in a better place. You look at it as, right. oh, man, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm making more money. But that's singular. Right. It's small opportunity for a small amount of people. Absolutely. I mean, because it's only so many of us, we all have, you know, heard about, you know, glass ceilings in corporate America. And, you know, all these companies that have had, you know, major lawsuits because of racial discrimination and things of the nature. And, you know, we have to realize, like. You know, there's nepotism and it's okay. It's okay to support the people like you because a lot of times that's just what people are comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. If I've been around black people my whole life, I'm probably going to be more comfortable around people that look like me. White people, they've been around their own kind their whole life. They're probably going to be more comfortable. So, you know, all the time it's not even necessarily racism, but it's just a comfort level. There's a peace of mind that I have because I trust the people that look like me versus the people that don't. So that's why we have to take, you know, the bull by the horns. We have to create more ownership opportunities. We can't, we can't fall for the banana tailpipe, so to speak.
0: Right. And, and I, I I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. But when I saw that, and I saw, I'm just gonna use this company name and say Target. Target donated X amount of million of dollars mm-hmm. to some type of fund or that they're, they're putting up towards George Floyd or whatever the case might be. No one else really explained, I don't even know if everyone even asked, where does that money go? How does that money affect our community? How does it affect his family? But, it looks good in media that that particular brand donated to the cause. What that does is make our people say, you know what, Target good. They yeah. didn't get counseled.
1: Yeah. Because they donated some millions of dollars they already had for a tax write-off. One thing is this, you want to create some real change, yeah. you wanna show me that you're with me, right. put your money where your mouth is. You are gonna give a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. to, you know, to support black communities, black areas, right. take the hundred million dollars and put it in the black bank. Mm. That's gonna create more loaning power wow. for that particular bank. Wow. Now they can do more to help the black community as far as giving us loans on houses, cars, right. businesses, things of that nature. You know, take that money, don't give it out 10% a year. You know, over ten years, so they are gonna right. say we're gonna donate a, you know hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and we're gonna give ten million a year, and it's gonna go. It's gonna go to causes and foundations that support you know African American efforts. Well, guess what? Most of those companies that are getting that funding mm-hmm. are owned by white individuals. You know, but they have initiatives where they're supporting right black causes initiatives. That's so you know, it's like well, well. Can they really understand what I need in my community? Well, nobody's going to be able to take care of me like me. Right. So if you really want to impact my, my my community, you really want to do something for us to help us close the wealth gap, to help us feel mm. you know, better and create some equity. Mm. You know, like I said, it's not about equality. It's about equity. Mm. You know, I need some equity, some ownership, so I have some say-so. Because as long as we don't have say-so, we don't have any equity, we're never going to have a voice. Let me ask you this.
0: Whose responsibility is it to close this wealth gap? Can, do we need to do it? Do our, our community, us, us black people, need to do it
1: on our own? Do we need to do it with help? Who is responsible? Who's going to help us no, get it done? No, we, do, we have to look each other in the mirror. We got to do it. Okay. We, you can't look for Let's nobody else this. to do something for you mm-hmm. that you can do for yourself. So right. it starts there. But one thing about life is that is this. I believe life grants everybody at least one opportunity. Okay. Now, it's what you do with that opportunity that determines how far you go. Right. Now, one thing I, I believe determines how many opportunities you get is your level of work ethic, mm-hmm. your education, and your expertise. Okay. So as I become more passionate, more digi- diligent, um, better educated, and my expertise and education has grown in my area of study and my field of expertise, the more opportunities have been presented to me. But if we're not doing that, how can we expect to get more opportunities? Right. Like, I believe that there will be some people in the white community that will help right. if they see you helping yourself. Mm, you know, but until you can show that you know you're handling something. You know, because we all been there, You know all of us grow to the point where we try to help people and you, you know, do different right. things, whether it's loaning people money here and there, and you're looking around like, man, I loaned this guy hundred dollars last week, and next day I know he's sitting on the couch, he ain't looking for a job. Right. I want to help himself. And he do want to help himself. So right. why am I'm, I'm gonna give you money to take out my pocket right. to take care of you when you're not doing something you know, to to put yourself in a better situation. So we have to start at home. We have to start um, with uh, each other, Uh, being accountable um, and go from there. I I think starting at home man
0: is what we feed ourselves, what we pay attention to. Me being an entrepreneur, I've been blessed to get to that point where I turn off certain music and turn off certain influences because I'm streamlining, you know, what I want to take in my mind Mm -hmm. and put in my body because I want to stay focused. There's so many of us that don't know that yet. And I only know that because being an entrepreneur, I'm around certain circles. Mm -hmm. But what about our people, man, that's, they're getting fed, man, bad food, bad music, bad uh, publicity, all type of things, man. I heard a pastor say that television Mm -hmm. is people telling you their vision. Correct. And we're we're stuck on that. How how do we get to those people, man, and help change their mindset?
1: You know, well, well, it's things like this. We got to be on the television. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Control <laughs> so we, the narrative. So we got to control the narrative. Um, right. um, first and foremost, so yeah. we got to do a better job of putting out, you know, great content. Um, we got to be more weary. But I mean, you know, parents have to take accountability and ownership over their house. You know, I, I I want my sons to, you know, see certain images. Certain right. images I don't want them to see. Right. So I have to put certain blocks and controls on the television, on the iPad, on the phones or whatever it is that they may see things. So I have to control. I have to take, you know, ownership over my house. Right. You know, you know, I believe a, a man's first, you know, responsibility is to protect to provide a profit and priest over his own home. Mm-hmm. So until we get back to, you know, being that, until we can get, you know, better men in our community. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do believe that, you know, women have had to take on more, more roles than necessary because men have not been holding up the end of the bargain. Right. So there we know the dynamics and the shifts so and we can go back to, you know, the systematic damage that was done through welfare and, you know, you know segregation and things of the nature where they took men, the black man out of the household in order to, you know, give the woman, you know, certain welfare benefits and things of the nature. So the systematic destruction of the black family has created a divide, it's, it's more single, you know, mother. So you got more women raising men. so. No woman can teach a man how to be a man, and those men are not seeing enough positive men in their life. So everything we need it it starts at home. So like for me, you talk about what you you know what you listen to in the car and what you read and things of that nature. And you know, ten, If I'm in my car, I don't listen to anything. And that's my quiet time. Okay. You know, that's that's my time for you know for me and God to have a conversation. I believe you know, you know the Bible says you know watch as well as pray. So I put my eyes open. You know, I want to ask God. I want to see what He's telling me. So you know, that's the way I move. You know, I, I do that. So. You know, but I'm I'm cognizant and the only book that I read, honestly, is the Bible. Because I feel like that's every answer that you need. I don't, I've never been one that reads a lot of books. I mean, obviously there's for educational purposes, things that I, you know, do read and you know from a you know, from a study standpoint. Um, but overall, I've never been a big reader outside anything other than the Bible. Because I feel like God will give you what you need when you need it. You know, he'll reveal certain things to you, you know, when he wants you to have it. But if you're in the right place from a mental standpoint, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, you're automatically gonna be moving in a straight path anyway. So if I'm following, you know, God's voice and I'm listening and doing what he's telling me to do, then he can bless me and I can receive what he got to say. But anytime that I got, you know, watching too much TV, listening to too much radio, and there's so much noise around me, well, how can I hear God? You know, I, I can't hear him, you know, right. so until we start to block out the noise, until we get back to, you know, what, what Grandma used to say, you know, get down on your knees and pray at night, you know, mm-hmm. you know those small things, those small steps. So, you know, we have to take that ownership and accountability on ourselves, um, just to be better individually. And I think if we focused on that, focus on self, not anybody else, self. then we can start to grow collectively because I can't help you till you're helping yourself That's right. and vice versa. But if you're trying the best to help yourself, I'm trying the best to help myself. Now we come together and we have each other's best interests at heart. Right, got the best version of each other. Each now other. we can move yeah. forward together. Then we can pull another brother in. But then we start to be an example, and then our kids see, you know, two brothers working together, moving forward in a positive right. direction. Now other people want to be a part of that. And as you grow, you know, these companies have shown us that they want to invest in our, you know, community because, you know, we can generate a lot of revenue for their companies. But we need to have ownership over our own companies first and make them partner with us.
0: Partner, that's a big word. So
1: instead of us just being you know, spokesmen or, you know, and, and taking on a role within the company and being their head of diversity and inclusion, well, how about this? I got my own consulting firm. Um, you're going to hire my firm, right. and then I'm going to dictate what I do with the finance and receive. Right. I'm going to name the price that you're going to pay me for my likeness hmm. and my influence that I have inside our community.
0: I noticed, man, it took me a minute to notice this, but how other companies was using this work called group. And it might be whatever type of group. And that group consisted of six, seven, ten entrepreneurs that pool their money together. Because yeah. they trust them. They, and they, they might not even know each other, they might not get along, but they pool their money together. And we gotta do that. We gotta be able to trust ourselves, trust our, our brothers and sisters, put mm-hmm. our money together. Because everybody that's in a group are are the best version of themselves, like you were saying.
1: Well, and that's why, you know, for me, you know, people always ask me, like, you know, know, what does closing the wealth gap mean? Right. It all comes back to trust.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I can't trust anyone else until I trust myself. So if I don't trust myself with my money. Right. How can I trust you with it? Right. You know, and that's one of the biggest, you know, things that we have to hurt that we have to do. So what at. do you mean you don't trust yourself with your own money? That, well, you- if, if I know I have bad habits okay. and I know I haven't been taking care of my personal responsibilities that I have, you know, whether it's my family, whether it's my own personal bills and I'm getting behind on things and I'm splurging on shoes when I need to pay, you know, my mortgage or my car note right. or the things like that, or my insurance, whatever it may be, and I have those bad habits. Well, guess what? If I'm operating that way, I'm looking at someone else and I'm going to question if they're operating right. that way especially if I see them and they have the same types of things that I have right so our natural habits or our inadequacies or our own insecurities we push that out to everyone else so if you think you're insecure you automatically push that on the people that's coming into play that may want to be of service and may want to be of help to you but you're thinking they're going to operate like you so they creates a lack of trust because That trust is not in yourself. So until you start to trust yourself and do the right things with your money, with your resources, then you start recognizing the characteristics and the traits that other people have that are similar to yours. Now you can connect with those people and now you can move forward. Now that doesn't mean that every situation is going to be perfect. Um, You know, there's bad people in every community, you know, but the the biggest problem that I see that we have a lot of times that we let one mistake and we classify the whole group as guilty. So, you know, we all hear, you know, uh, man, I had a bad experience. Look, I tried to support black people. And man, look, man, they, 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 they close early. They, they open late. Right. They ain't on time. They don't do this. They don't do that. I'm right. like, well, you may have had just a bad experience. Don't judge. Don't paint the whole group with a broad brush. You know, that was one individual that, okay, may have had a bad day whatever it may be. or you know, may just have had a bad customer service. Maybe they are a bad company. But that's just that one company. Right. Don't take that out on everybody else because we don't do that to them. All of us have been in a situation where we, you know, went into a bank and they want to put a hold on our check for no reason. Or, you know, we at the mall and they follow us around the mall. Or we at the car dealership and we want to buy a new car and anybody coming out to help us because they think we ain't got no money. So we've all have had those experiences. But guess what? We didn't stop banking at them banks. Hmm. We didn't stop going to them stores. You know, we did not go back to the car dealership and buy that car. You know, so we don't hold them to the same level as we do our own. You know, we hold ourselves guilty at the first sign of trouble. But they make mistake after mistake after mistake, and you say, oh, man, it was just a bad day, you know, you go back tomorrow. Over here, you make a mistake, and you chastise the whole group. So we gotta get better about that. So, you know, we have to have more faith in our own, and a lot of that is, you know, self-awareness. I mean, I've literally had a situation, I was actually at a HBCU, and I had a lady tell me, um, HR director, she said, I made some changes to some of the people working with the university, and I was like, why? I said, do something wrong, was, you know, service on the part. She said, no, 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 I just feel more comfortable with white people around me. I'm like, I'm sitting in the HBCU, and you're telling me, I'm hearing this from an African American woman. She's saying, I just feel more comfortable with white people around me. I'm like, well, that's a problem. You know, and does that mean that the people that she had around her were inadequate? Or now that the people she has around her now are better? No. She has some personal issues and some insecurities within herself that she projected out on everybody else. But that causes, now this lady who was in charge of benefits or whatever it was, has now lost business and been given to someone else and will continue to put more money in their pockets.